You're listening to The Common Cause with Phil Lyman and Mike Peterson. Representative Peterson, it's good to see Hello. you. Hello, Phil. How are you, my friend? Good, good. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild uh, it's been a wild month. Oh, things are things are sort of out of control, aren't they? And it feels like I always think, well, next month looks like maybe it'll be a little, little less on my schedule and like on the calendar, and then it just fills up. And yeah, we're ramping up for for something. Yeah, it's been yeah, the world is ratcheting up the uh, tension, the excitement, the passion. There's a lot of things going on. There's no question. There's no question. Yeah, yeah. On a positive note, I went down and saw Cade in Taos. My son Cade. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's doing his uh, fellowship down there, his orthopedic fellowship. And have you ever been to Taos? No. It's so beautiful. New Mexico is. That's like their best kept secret. Is north. East New Mexico. It's, oh, really? it's the San Juan Mountains. It's the Rocky Mountains. It's it's not desert. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, as I was driving back, I was passing all these big, beautiful ranches, and I thought, "There's still time, Mike. We could still be cowboys if we wanted." To. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we got to tell the we got to tell the listeners. While we were in college, we used to talk about it all the time. Let's let's. Uh... Let's settle down and get a ranch, raise our families on this big, beautiful ranch. And then, uh, as I recall, you're the one that left to go to CPA school and sort of threw. I know. Mentioned the program. I, I, I abandoned the partnership, and I apologize for that. But you, like you said, there's still time. Yeah. Yeah, we're young. That's the that's the nice thing. We're still so young. So, yeah, speak for yourself, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, just just gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful country. We should go down sometime. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Well, there's lots of commotion in the world. What do you want to talk about? A lot of things we could uh, touch on. Well, there's 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 one incident this last week that I think just kind of highlights the kind of stuff we're dealing with. And maybe you saw at the border there were some men on horses, and they, you know, somebody was pushed down by a horse. And uh, and the response from Jen Saki or whatever her name is at the White House was, uh, well, we're getting rid of those horses. And and then the people at the border went away. It's like, well, where did they go? Oh, we found out later they've just been, you know, just been allowed into the country. And and anything, uh-huh. yeah, keep going, keep going. Uh, I was going to say anything like that that would have happened under Trump. I mean. The country would have just come to pieces, but but in this scenario, the media, they don't talk about that. They don't talk about anything in Afghanistan. All they want to talk about is the riots on January sixth and uh, the uh, insurrection. Phil, the insurrection. insurrection. Yeah, the insurrection on January sixth. Well, whatever the case might be, um, they're not talking about the election. They're not talking about the mandates. They're not talking about. The Constitution. They're talking about the same thing that they did for for four solid years without hesit- hesitation, and the whole thing attacking, you know, the prior administration, and not just the Democrats. The whole institution, you know, the whole institutionalized thing was just attacking uh, 
that administration. And, and as we see some of these executive orders come out, you just have to say, where is the, where's the authority to, to do the kind of things that they're doing? And, uh, and, then, and then for me, and as a legislator, as you, then the question is, well, what's, what's the legislator's responsibility in this? You know, I've, I've talked a lot about election integrity. It's like, well, if you if you audit the election and you find nothing wrong, then you've done your job. If you find, audit the election and you find problems, then you've done your job. But if you just say, oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to audit the election. How does that build confidence in the in the system? And then people say, oh, well, if you're if you're talking about uh control weaknesses in the election process and election integrity, then you're undermining the confidence of the American people, which that's like saying, well, maybe as legislators, we should, we should close down our audit department and get rid of our auditors so that people have more confidence in us. It's like, no, audits are to test the system for weaknesses and find the risks and see how they're being handled. And uh, it's, it's like the, everything's, as, as you said, everything's just kind of upside down and we are, we are in a strange position right now and legislators have got to step up. You sound like a CPA when you talk about audits and control and all that, but it's true. Well, that, and, that, and that's, I mean, I, I approach it from a CPA standpoint and that's what you do. You go in, you run some statistical analysis. It's like if someone's, if someone's sales have been 10,000 a week and all of a sudden they jump to 70,000 a week, you'd ask the question, hey, what happened here? And if the response is, you're an idiot and I'm going to go after your license. You say, well, I still want to know kind of what happened right there. And in fact, now I want to know even more what happened there. And that's, that's what we're getting on this election saying, well, there's things that are, that are, that are irregular. You know, I've never, I've never watched an election where at midnight they stop counting. And then at three o'clock they come back online and the, and the position is, has, you know, swapped like that. And I wouldn't care if, if, if the tables were turned and it was Trump who was trailing and I turned back on in the morning and he's like made this miraculous leap ahead. I'd be saying that's screwy. Something is up. And that's, and, and on the other side, they're saying, well, who are you going to believe me or your lying eyes? You know, and people are just looking at things and saying, I don't know, it's, it's just out of whack. And, and the media is just so corrupt and Facebook is banning things. It's just, uh, it's just, it's just really strange. Well, may, maybe cause, um, I'm not an expert in, in election integrity. Uh, I've, I've, as you know, I've been to a, a few a few events. I've, I've tried to do uh, my due diligence and understand some things. Um, but I know that you spent a few days in South Dakota mm-hmm. at the cybersecurity symposium. conference Cyber symposium. symposium. Yeah. Maybe you could maybe you could briefly help me understand better. Why why do you think? An audit is, is I mean, we don't, don't normally have audits, right? Election audits. So why, why are you thinking it would be appropriate this time? So, so besides, uh, besides the fact that you saw those numbers change, change during the night, because that's. Since, since I'm kind of talking CPA lingo, anyway, when you, when you issued an audit, issue an audit statement as a CPA, you say right on there, the purpose of this audit is not is not to detect fraud, because uh, it's because an audit's not going to detect fraud. If it if it does, then you go ahead and talk to management about that. But the purpose of the audit is to identify the the risks and see what controls have been put in place, such as separation of 
of duties and things like that? Is their accounting system solid? Could somebody hack it if they wanted? If somebody were to take some money from the company, would you be able to detect it? That's called detection risk. So you've got the inherent risks, the, ch the chance that somebody might want to take your money if it's a finance or somebody that might want to cheat on a vote if it's in voting. So you have layers of people, right? So that, so that there's not just one yeah. person who's got all the... So you identify the inherent risk, you see what the control risks are, you, you see what the detection risks are, then you, let, then you measure the materiality, and then that's what you say, okay, materiality-wise, we're going to look at these things. And then you do some statistical analysis that says, you know, if, if normally wages are 35% of your gross income, and this quarter or this audit period, they went to 65%, <clears throat> then you're going to, that's a material variation and you say, okay, we need to do some checking on that when you, and you run some, some tests and you go and you make sure all of the, all the payroll actually went to employees and everything was reported. Right. And might, and then you get an explanation from management. Why did that happen? Oh, well, we, you know, we gave everybody raises and uh, whatever, and, and you explain it. And, uh, and that's all an audit does is, is it goes through and it, and it, and it asks a lot of questions and identifies weaknesses. And if there's irregularities, it identifies the irregularities. And if those irregularities are big, then you kick it back to management. They decide what they're going to do, if they're going to investigate, which is exactly what the Arizona audit did, is it kicked it back to the attorney general and said, hey, we found all of these things. We think they're material weaknesses that could affect the audit in a really significant way. You should probably investigate. Now they're waiting for the, for the attorney general to investigate that. I'm doing a lot of talking here, but I want to address one, one more thing that we, we were kind of talking about a little bit earlier, which is the narrative that came out of Arizona is, oh, we, we did the audit and Biden won by even a greater margin. Yeah, that's what I heard on the, that's what I heard yeah. on the news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, which there is a part of the audit where you say, let's audit the count. You know, did they count correctly? So you take the cash register and say, when I counted it, there was $1,500.85 in there. And you take it and you can say, well, I came up with $1,500.87. It seems like it's pretty, pretty close. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't say whether some of those bills were counterfeit or if there's monopoly money in there or, or anything about that. So what, what that proved, and I'm glad it did. I'm glad it said, yeah, the count is not something that we're going to have to look more into. But the integrity of each ballot, the, the mail-in ballots that had no signatures that were counted as valid and and approved the, 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 the big stack of ballots that came in as mail-in ballots, but had never been mailed out, were never folded, and they're on, on flimsy paper, um, and, and just on and on and on. If you listen to that, uh, to that hearing that they had, that Senate hearing, it was, um, for, for me, I couldn't stop listening because it was, it was engaging, it was relevant information, and, uh, and I, I listened to a, a follow-up uh, press conference from... Um, uh, Senate President uh, Karen Fan, and she kind of said the same thing. You know, we found a lot of things that, as senators, are very, very concerning to us, and we want an investigation. That's that's doing your job to me. That's that's doing your job if you're a legislator. You know. So are they gonna are they gonna move forward? Are they gonna do some more investigating? They're 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 handing it over to the Attorney General. Really? Uh, yeah. And uh, and I don't know what will happen if the Attorney General. Uh, follows the narrative that you know nothing to see here, folks. Everything's fine, and if they'll if they'll take additional steps, but they convinced a, a lot of senators that there was some problems, and they certainly convinced a lot of uh, American people that there was a problem. 
and then you see the you see the machine just kick into gear this this media machine kick into gear with uh you know biden won by even a greater margin well the audit didn't didn't address that that wasn't the point of the audit and then you know saying wendy rogers senator rogers is insane it's like she's not insane she's you know she's a decorated military patriot an american a senator who cares deeply about the country and and she's being you know denigrated by the media uh, just just ruthlessly and 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 i I mean, I, I would like to say, and why is that? But I think I already know why that is. And it's because we're dealing with some very dark powers at some very high levels that, uh, that are controlling the narrative who don't want what's best for this country. And so, and so, uh, so I, I attended an event a couple of weeks back with Colonel, Colonel Waldron, Phil Waldron. No, oh, Keschel. Uh, Keschel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Very interesting. He had some, uh, you know, some pretty compelling uh, numbers that, that made you certainly scratch your head and say, "Man, yeah, th there might be something here to to look at." There's there's some concerning things. He had some trends that he showed that all of a sudden were completely uh, the last election just completely threw everything on its head. I mean, there were like 15 points he had that were just like I say, made me scratch my head and say, holy cow, there, there might be something here. Yeah, with the with Seth's work, when I look at that, it's like, oh, he's he's doing this statistical analysis. He's running a statistical analysis and saying it's just not feasible that you know that that both uh both candidates got a record number of of votes and yeah, you know things like that. It's like we well, usually, if one gets a record number of votes, the other is getting less, not even more. But that's and then it go go county by county, and you look at, you know, the if you've got ten thousand registered voters and five thousand are Republicans and five thousand are Democrats, and then next year there's ten thousand registered reporters, but five thousand are Republicans and six thousand are Democrats. You'd say, you know, what you have to scratch your head and say, well, what happened? We didn't. We don't have more people so how do we get more registered voters and just, anyway you, there's a lot of statistical analysis that you can run and seth seth has uh, done a great job of that and, and what he's trying to do is convince states from the statistical analysis that there is something to look at here and you should look at it i think in utah he he identified uh, washington county salt lake county davis and utah counties as all being highly suspect that they're it's highly likely that something strange went on there right in those counties yeah statistical analysis and and i you know this is not a indictment at all of the clerks and i what happens is the first thing is that clerks you know feel like they're being yeah. questioned and they're not you know if you if you if you walk up to that voting system uh that, that apparatus the county clerks you know, it's Fort Knox. They do such a good job on the front end and they, and they, uh, uh, you know, there might be some bad actors here and there in the country, but I don't think Utah has any, I don't think there's any of the clerks that are bad actors, but what they don't know um, can hurt them. And a lot of them don't know that the back end is wide open and they're trusting, you know, the ES and S and Dominion and some of these uh, vendors uh, who, uh, who we're seeing, when they come in and do the updates, they wipe data that 
by law is supposed to be retained by the clerks and the clerks are saying, well, we just, we just turned that over to them. That's the, that's, that's what we've been instructed to do. It's kind of like, it's kind of like with our, you know, uh, COVID protocol when people say, well, that's, that's, we've, we've got this protocol, we've been instructed to do it. And it's like, well, yeah, but it's not working. And you've got some doctors are saying, Hey, this is not working. We should change what we're doing in these hospitals. And I mean, protocol is protocol. Most people are, most people are going to follow it. So yeah. some clerks, clerks are very likely to follow the protocol that's handed down to them. So, so what do, uh, what do you think is important for Utah citizens to know and to do with whatever from here on out to improve things? Well, uh, Representative Christiansen, Steve, is uh, putting together a bill <clears throat> that would require clerks to audit their own elections. I think that's a great bill because right now clerks are feeling like they don't have the authority to even look at their own systems or to do like a forensic backup. And rather than, you know, what we saw in Mesa, Colorado, when the clerk wanted to compare before and after the, the update and, and she was blocked and her house was raided by her own equivalent of the lieutenant governor, the secretary of state in, in Colorado, can see that some people don't want you looking. And if we said, no, it's not against the law to look and to do your job as a clerk. In fact, we've got protocol in place that the legislature puts out that says, you know, we're, we're going to verify this information. I think just that alone would, would it's, it's kind of like saying, you know, we're not going to let the same person who receives the money deposit the money. We're going to have somebody else yeah. do that separation of yeah. duties and saying, and the legislature has a responsibility. We could say that. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, you may feel inclined to dip into the cash register, but if you do, it's, it's much harder. That's all. And the clerks could have that. Something. We got to do something. That kind of activity sounds like it would be a, uh, yeah, that's the kind of thing an, a, a CPA would want. Right, right. We have a state auditor who goes around and audits, uh, you know, the special service districts and uh, other activity and politicians and their spending accounts. And, and do we say, oh, he's undermining the confidence of the people by doing that? No, it's, it's, he makes things better, he makes things yeah. run better. And some, for some reason, you know, you don't, you wouldn't put up with, cheating at a basketball game, but in on our elections, you know, we're, you know, probably the most important aspect of a representative form of government, we seem to accept the narrative that, you know, nothing to see here, folks, and move along and don't, don't question. It's yep. troubling. I have, I have a bill that, uh, uh, so in, a, in our, in our state right now, we have, we have on, uh, in, in law, the procedure that county clerks should follow to maintain their voting, their voter records. But there's nothing in there that tells how often that procedure should be done. How often should the voter records be maintained? So I have a bill that, uh, that says that every that 90 days before an election, those records need to be maintained as a way to, you know, let's make sure that there's no people that have passed on. Let's not, let's clean up, make sure people that have moved away are, are no longer there, those kinds of things to try to rein it in a bit. I, I think that, that uh, I know there are people who want um, to do away with mail-in balloting. And in some ways I do, but I don't think it's going to ever go there. I don't, I don't think we'll ever, I don't think we'll ever go back to requiring everybody, everyone to go to the voting booth as much as, uh, 
as much as that might be a a nice thing it, i don't think it's going to happen we could fight all day and it's not going to go there i don't think so so i look at it and say, okay what what can we do to make sure that 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 controls are in place so that mail and or so that yeah so that mail and balloting is honest and effective and 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 maintains the integrity of a representative government you know, as, as, as you talk about what what do we do, you know, for the 22, 2022 election coming up or, you know, how do we restore people's confidence in the election? For me, again, as a state legislator is to come back and say, we are a state. Utah, Utah by, by, the, by the Constitution, by the U.S. Constitution, the states are in charge of their elections. And somehow we have been lulled into some complacency of what does that mean? Does it mean that you just accept the national narrative or the or the you know the suppliers, the vendors, or do you actually take responsibility for the audit? Utah could do a really really good election. I, I really believe that Utah could do a good election, but not if we're going to have people who are being paid from. Uh, some of these big national organizations, the, you know, the affect the vote, rock the vote people. And uh, again, it's just like, we're not, we're not contending with flesh and blood. We're contending with powers of darkness in high places. And, you know, uh, I really believe that. So, so we, the first thing is to recognize that this is not benign and it's not, uh, 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 yeah, it, it's not going to go away on its own. Yeah. It, it, we have to, uh, it, I, in the art of war, Sun Tzu said, you know, all war is deceit. And, and people think, oh, war is, you know, fighting. And it's like, no, war is, war is lying. It's, it's deceiving people. And, uh, and that's the way I feel right now. I feel like we're at war and there's mass uh, propaganda and deception just at every, every turn. And I, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a tough one to, to, yeah. to fix it. And the federal government's not going to do it. It's going to be state governments to do it if they will yeah that's right if they will if we will yeah i didn't mean to go down that that voting uh path because there's other there's other things going on that are kind of in a similar yeah flavor, so. but 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 let's uh let's wrap this up for tonight on this one Is, would that be all right with you and then sure. we can, i got yeah. I, we've got some other things we got we got to talk about but let's uh Let's save those. We've got we've got a lot of things to talk about, and we've we got to talk about uh, uh, drafting of women. We've got to talk about the the you know Biden's mandate for vaccinations, and we've got to talk about uh, the the you know now that they're requiring banks to <clears throat> report anytime there's six hundred dollars that has been moved. We we got lots of things we got to talk about. So let's uh, let's save those and. Uh, yeah, you you got the same text from Carolyn uh, from Mike Lee's office today, uh, yeah. and his twelve bills. You go down those, and it's like, yeah, we should have a bill about that. Oh yeah, we should have a bill about that. Yeah. And the, the the crazy thing is, is you've it's it's you've got just all of these attacks coming in, all these missiles coming in, and you got a guy like Senator Lee who's out there trying to write bills to. To swat them away why are those attacks coming in the first place and i think that's i think ultimately we're going to get down to that that question that dilemma is 
why why are we allowing this country to be destabilized and who who yeah. is who's, who's orchestrating this yeah who's orchestrating this attack this destabilization attack and, and yeah. what's their purpose so anyway okay well time to go to bed it might it might be um our viewers might be watching this in the morning though so i guess anytime is a good time to go to bed so my clock says that it is <laughs> <laughs> okay well, I love talking about this stuff, Mike. Sorry, I did most of the talking tonight. No, it was good. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk soon again and uh, talk hit some of those other issues. Okay, um, I guess we've got a special session coming up in November, so that's gonna have lots to that's, talk about as well. We just another topic to talk about the redistricting. Yep. So, okay, Mike. Hey, as always, it's great to see you. You too. Have a good night. Tell Jody hi. Bye bye. Okay, we'll do. Thanks. Thanks for listening to The Common Cause with Phil and Mike. You can email your comments and questions to thecommoncausepodcast at gmail.com. We hope you'll subscribe and that you'll give us a five-star review.